welcome to the Kryptonite Podcast. I'm Mark Stores, and with me as always is... Chris Cardinelli. And Rob Morphy. Thank you for joining us. Social medias, Instas, Twitters, and Facebook. Check us out there. Patreon. Patreon.com slash Podcast. You can contribute. For the special <laughs> secret sauce that you just don't get over <gasps> oh. the normal airwaves, as it were. Wow. Spicy queso. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What is it? What's I the sauce? I had a flashback, actually, before we continue the rest of the introduction, last week of... Uh, us going to Burger King for Chris when we Ooh. said we would like uh, two Whoppers with cheese and the woman asked, would you like bacon? And we said, no, we would not like any bacon. And she said, two Whoppers with cheese and bacon. And then Chris <laughs> was like, no bacon! I, it was pretty great, actually. I do recall that. And then me chastising Chris she like, hey man, fucked up. I have to go to the window and be like, hey, sorry, no bacon. It was pretty good, though. How do you misinterpret it. that? You clearly said no bacon. I know. We all said so. I'm saying in unison, no I'm bacon, like, and then it's she's true. like, "Bacon." We it's did like it saying, in harmony. We it did was it. a chorus. Yeah, yeah. It, was it was perfect. Good. So that's gonna be like six pounds of peas, <laughs> and I'm like, "No, that's <laughs> not even what I said." Wow. Do you guys yeah, remember I, 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 wow. those fucking frozen peas with those baby fuck sucking onions? I don't even know why they were yeah. put together in a bag. Oh, yeah, it's but it was like a yeah. bag of, me. of mouth punishment. That was the devil's trick. It really was. If you picked that, he showed up that night. And he's like, hey, I see you uh, picked my shit. <laughs> Patreon. And, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Podcast. Uh, we have a Facebook uh, fan group where people are uh, talking, so go check that out. And uh, Robert, before we get started with this week's episode, we have a shout out. We do. On to you, good sir. We have a thank you. And it's a thank you that goes out to a pair of our listeners that sent us this really sweet uh, care package from Ohio, the hotbed of all the that is up fuckery clearly and bizarre. Capital of weird. Um, and it was from Corey and Zach. Corey, who is a mask maker, actually sent us a keychain of a classic Bigfoot. And it's print. pretty dope. It's, and dope. it's awesome. It yeah. really, it actually, it's you know made of rubber or whatever material it is, but it looks like plaster, and it's got like the sand caked in and the whole nine yards. It's cool. And um, and Zach <laughs> sent us this thing he made called a shreddy bear. It's pretty cute. Actually. Yeah, which yeah. is fucking awesome. Little tiny bear with knives for hands. Just I like giant it. knives for hands. It's dope. Yeah, it's pretty it's dope. Cool. And on top of it all, they sent us this supremely colossal map of all of the paranormal and cryptozoological and weird shit that happens in Ohio. Like fucking phenomenally yeah, no, it's large. It's like actual size. Yeah, yeah, no, it's the size. Of, we <laughs> couldn't like open it, it in Chris's apartment. We, we're going to try to open it up, but it would, we need like two more people, I think, to get it It's open. amazing. So it's, it's pretty cool, though. It's, I'm pretty excited to check it out. And it will so. no doubt be fodder for months to come in terms of <clears throat> yeah. at least maybe even trying to correlate some of these things and putting things in perspectives that we couldn't before. So... Uh, in short, Corey and Zach, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Totally. Thank you so very much. We appreciate the gifts. Um, on to this week's episode, we're talking about the lead mask mystery. One of the classics. Shit. In the summer of 1966, a group of boys stumbled across a macabre or macabre. Macabre. You want to say it. Scene that would not only ignite decades of controversy, but also uncover one of the most distressing, bizarre mysteries ever to emerge from the inscrutable jungles of South America. An enigma which tragically claimed a pair of young lives, and according to an array of theories, may have involved smuggling, paranormal terrorists, vengeance-driven executioners from an alternate dimension, and a technology-grounded paranormal cult hellbent on contacting creatures from another world, utilizing the mystical arts, electronics equipment, and of course, my personal favorite, psychedelic drugs. That is a heady jambalaya. I don't even know what to do with this. Yeah, that's so. First off, paranormal terrorists. 
terrorists, it's never good. But when you add the word paranormal, you're like, what do you yeah. have going What's, on? Yeah, because you don't even know the par- the parameters. Like, instead of throwing firebombs, are you throwing, like, imp eggs, hoping they, they hatch could be on your enemy? Sigils. Yeah. Throwing sigils. Throwing right. sigils. Anti-molecule bomb. Yeah, see? All right, well. That still sounds science, but I like it. Let's do it. Regardless. Right. So, anyway, this is a fucking classic case, one I've really, really been stoked to do. And, uh, and it's us getting... Um, a little bit away from our tradition of cryptids and aliens and whatnot and going into a true, just one of the most fucked up mysteries that to this day remains unsolved. All right. So let's, let's do this. On August 25th, 1966, the Journal do Brasil published a report stating that a sensible, well-balanced lady of significant social standing and the stunningly superfluous moniker of Gracinda Barbosa Cunino de Souza Fucking epic. Oh, my epic God. Name. That's a well-balanced woman right there. This woman, of, again, significant social standing, had seen a luminous orange ovoid object with a line of fire around its edges hovering over Rio's Moro do Ventum, the hill of the penny coin, on the evening of August 17th. So, okay. standard UFO sighting. All right. Okay. A well-heeled lady is driving down the street. Well-balanced woman. A orange UFO with a ring of fire. Okay. Johnny Cash is pleased. All right, there the you best. go. In love with a good time and man. Boom. Wow. <laughs> I brought it there. Madame D'Souza claimed that she was driving with three of her children along Almeida Salboa Ventura, which is situated in the affluent Rio de Janeiro suburb of Niteroi, Brazil. Again, as I always disclaim. I don't know Portuguese, so I'm just hammering this yeah, out. Yeah, no, best perfect, yeah, perfect. It works. When her seven-year-old daughter, Denise, told her to look up in the sky over the hill of the penny coin, the lady eased her car to a stop, and she stared up at the oddly glowing object as it gently rose and fell in a vertical motion while it floated above the hill for approximately four minutes. Just on the tide of the skies. Mm. She noted that the fiery craft also seemed to emit well-defined bluish rays in multiple directions... And this is according to the Journal do Brasil. This observation was soon confirmed by a large number of witnesses who called police, who called the police independently to report that they had seen an orange-colored egg-shaped object giving off blue rays over Moro do Ventum. So not just this lady and her kids, but piles of locals. We got some eyewitnesses here. This event might have gone down in the annals of ufology as an exciting, if unremarkable, group sighting were it not for a bizarre and grisly discovery that would be made atop the hill just days later. Mm. Ominous. On August 20th, 1966, just three days after the UFO incident, a group of boys were flying a kite over the lush tangle of trees and jungle scrub that bordered the dirt path that wound its way up Moro do Vintum. Like many of us who have vainly struggled to control the virtually weightless union of sticks, plastic, and twine on a blustery day near too many obstacles, these youngsters lost control of their kite and were forced to watch helplessly as it disappeared into the dense brush. I could not keep a kite afloat. Afloat? Aflight? I don't even know what the word is. You couldn't fly a kite? I cannot fly a fucking kite. Why? I couldn't as a kid when I was really? spryer and faster. Yeah. I, in, in the no, middle I, of I a fucking hurricane too. with 17 people helping me and fucking yeah. NASA scientists at my heel, I could not keep a fucking just, kite afloat. You gotta control them. You gotta remember get them remember like the pocket kite? Like it, had a, like it was just a little thing and you just... Oh yeah, oh, the tiny one. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It just came like in a little pouch type right. thing, and you totally. Just like, <clears throat> when I was a kid, I don't mean to digress too much. I promise, I'm not going to go on the fucking happy time kite hour for too long. <laughs> no, I kites, am kite to the Robin. Welcome Chris. to but, the hype, happy time. <laughs> happy time kite hour. So fucking um, for a certain 
of us of a certain age and young people who are cool enough to know, uh, Lost Boys. You guys remember that fucking movie? Of course. Yes. It, Joel Schumacher's Finest Hour. Just great 80s pop fun. But do you remember that fucking bat kite? With the googly eyes that came flying down, oh yeah, that the actual vampires threw down to oh, Corey yeah, Haim yeah. or somebody to like startle him. I had that motherfucking kite. Oh, did you really? And oh, that's dope. It, it hung proudly in my in my uh, back office, which is was really my dad's fucking workroom, but I called it my office because I yeah. set up a shitty old typewriter there, and and it never got aloft. Like I tried, right. it got dragged down the ground an awful lot. Maybe but, it was just the, uh, the 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 kite, the cut of the kite. Maybe. Maybe it's the fat fuck that tried to fly it. I oh, don't there know. You go. But what I do know, you gotta get is some speed. That, you gotta get up. You gotta get some speed to get it up. I tried in every yeah, but, way. Yeah, no, but kite's based on wind. Yeah, not speed. Yeah, but me running with it helps because you can get it going. But even when I was involved peripherally, like my sister was young and spry and very speedy, and I would have her run with it into the wind. Nothing. Yeah, no, that's yeah. All right. Because I was there, and the wind spites me. All right, well, childhood... The wind listen, spites me. No, we, we are here to heal childhood traumas, and we will heal you. Thank you. Yeah. I, it, did, I did not realize. It, we're here to heal. Oh, my you God. Did your, you are did your best. So we yeah. teach vocabulary, and we give ourselves you therapy. Had, good sir, you had a breakthrough. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like... You know, I do feel better there about you it. You See? did the best you could. You did. Oh, hey, God. Guys. Thank you, guys. There you go. Hey, hey, Rob. It's not your fault. <laughs> no, 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 seriously. Spoiler alert. It's not, it's it not is your, your fault. fault. Yeah. There you go. Oh, fuck no, no, but really. It's not your fault. It isn't your fault, really. These kids also had trouble flying a kite. All of course, right. they were flying it on a fucking well-heeled jungle mountain in the middle of Brazil, but still. Better spots to fly a kite, but whatever. Is it? Like Kansas, yeah. Flat and full yeah, tornadoes? Yeah, exactly. You don't know no, the band. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Yeah, I said I went there. Wow. Dad joke. Yeah, you like that? Uh, wasting no time, the kids pushed their way into the thick swath of jungle that enclosed the path, hoping to retrieve their prized possession. Within moments, they found themselves in a small clearing atop the hill over which the orange egg had been seen less than 72 hours before. Mm. The boys were relieved to find their kite near enough to the ground to be retrieved. Their relief was short-lived, however, when they spied what lay in a bed of leaves at their feet. Any guesses? <gasps> Uh, are we gonna go uh, stand by me here? That's that's a good guess. Okay. Oh, cool. Solid guess. I would have also uh, <laughs> taken a iguana and a sombrero. Um, a few other choices. <laughs> oh, would have that's been adorable. That's a little iguana and with a sombrero. Just sitting there. Yeah. But you're not necessarily going to be relieved to see it. No. You'll be delighted. But your relief would be short-lived. Okay, it's true. Yes. Like, like, like an iguana with like gaucho pants on. Oh, all, all the better. Or a poncho, like yeah, fucking blonde from yeah. Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Oh man, that would be oh, cool. Oh yeah. Now, now, now you got me dressing pets. I know. See, been, there you go. But That's iguanas are different. They love to they be warm. Oh, uh, you put a nice pair of pants on an iguana. It's a sharp-looking lizard right yeah, there. Buddy. I can't argue. I tell Science. <laughs> 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 but boy, we digress. Mm-hmm. Splayed on the ground before them were the bloated corpses of two men. They were clad in matching suits and trench-style raincoats, which, unlike the decaying flesh, appeared to be brand new. The terrified boys scarcely had time to note that the dead men's skin bore an odd, off-pink hue before they tore through the scrub, abandoning their cherished kite. Oh, flying a kite, nice day. Death. Mm-hmm. Just come across Ain't two the way. bloated bodies. Hill of the penny coin. Oh, God. The panic-stricken children sprinted down the hill toward the nearest house on the path, the home of 18-year-old George DaCosta Elves. Elves could tell by the fear in the boys' eyes that they were sincere in their accounting and immediately dispatched them to fetch the police before deciding to go up the trail to inspect the scene for himself. Solid decision. Really, though? For an 18-year-old? Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Did you poke, did you, did, you know, did you poke the bodies with a stick? That's what I would ask. 
Are they dead? I'm surprised he went up alone. Yeah, well, brave, bravery. Ballsy and... Uh, irresponsible. Irresponsible. Yeah, responsible balls. Things I have go. not achieved yeah. many years after nah, being 18. Not at all. In the rapidly dwindling sunlight, the teenager found the dead men lying on their backs in the hilltop clearing. But what first caught his eye were not the clothing or condition of the corpses, but the two crudely hewn metal masks resting near their bodies along with crumpled bits of paper, a bottle of mineral water, and strangely, a pair of towels. Yeah, some, towels. one of these things are not like the other. Like, here's some towels, guys. Yeah. And then weird masks and paper and shit. Yeah, it's weird. The, now, the well, well, we'll get into the description of the masks later, but towels. think of... Um, a Robin mask, like from Batman and Robin, yeah, yeah, but without the requisite eye holes, like a domino mask, sort of, right? But but no eye holes, at all. right? Right, just they're covering your eyes. You you can't see. Yes. Is, didn't they use them with like nuclear tests back in the day? No, there would be no reason to make yeah. yourself blind. You, they had like definitely like super sunglass goggles right. that would diminish the amount of light coming in. But these things block your what they had on block your vision completely, right? Just hand snipped. No seers. Okay. All right. There you go. Hand stamped glasses. Well, anti glasses, but yeah. Although in 1966, many newspapers printed the contrary, in 1980, elves divulged to author, astronomer, and ufologist Jacques Vallée. Oh, our buddy Jacques Vallée. Indeed. Who had come to the, to the region to conduct an on site investigation that while the men in the clearing showed obvious signs of decay, there was inexplicably no stench of rot about them, hmm. which is odd. Okay. In a jungle, hot. Should, environment you'd expect a little stinky be stinky and gross but all right cool stranger still was the fact that even though dark birds made circling arcs overhead the bodies lacked any sign that these soaring scavengers or any other tropical predators had consumed the corpses this seemed incomprehensible to elves who knew well that carcasses rarely last more than a few hours completely untouched in the jungle hmm. so okay. why are these natural scavengers avoiding a freebie they're meal? not picking the corpse why Pink skin turns them off. Hmm. Towels. 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 Oh, it's the towels. You're right. (laughs) Call shock. See you next week. There it is. Unnerved, Elves hastily made his way back down the path to the police station. The officer in charge that evening was Oscar Nunez. He dutifully took down Elves and the other boys' testimony, but prudently decided to postpone the investigation until sunrise. That's a good idea. This was due to the fact that under the cover of darkness, the hills of Niteroi were known to be a haven for smugglers, thieves, prostitutes, and their respective illicit activities, and was therefore considered to be a treacherous place to visit at night, even for officers of the law. Is that the most icy cantina in Brazil? On a hill. Yeah. Uh, smugglers like blues. Scummy party hill. <laughs> smugglers <laughs> blues. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, it sounds like a fun party, actually. Which makes Elves' decision to go up there before the sun went down. Right. But, no, you know, no doubt close to sunset. Right. All the more fucking, I guess, impressive or foolhardy, depending I mean, you on how you want to look at it. Couldn't you show them, like, yeah. hey, guys, there's a murder. Please hold your illicit activities until we're done. Or Not just, when just do them. hooking and smuggling Yeah, no, you can't thieving. just, yeah, you can't just I stop know, that. man. I'm sure if you just talk, like, hey, guys, let's just talk for a second here. Hey, I'm not here to deal with your problems. Hey, man. I just have hey, this issue dude. here. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. Yeah, like, you guys were cool. Just be all right, man. We're going to do this. When Probably we, uh, yeah, when, when right. we do the Ugh. dramatic recreation of this, you definitely get to play Nunez in the reenactment. Hey, It'll dude. It'll be great. Yeah, totally. All right. The following day, elves guided Nunez and the other officers and firemen up the steep trail to the clearing. The first thing the officers noted were that there were no signs of blood or any indication of a struggle at the site. But that was just the beginning of their strange discoveries, according to Valley's 1990 book, Confrontations, which is a hell of a read, I might add. 
Excellent. The two corpses were lying peacefully side by side. Next to them were crude metal masks as well as slips of paper covered with notes. One of these notes contained elementary electrical formulas. Also found was a crushed piece of aluminized blue and white paper, some cellophane soaked in an unknown chemical substance, and a handkerchief with the initials AMS. This is like some fucking Sherlock shit. It's like some weird the, clue. I yeah, yeah, like, batch to yeah. fucking hit the scene and be like, like what it. the what are fuck the, is going on? What are the yeah. electrical formulas? What's the crushed, aluminized blue and white paper? Yeah, blue and white. And the, and the, the, what does the mean, aluminized? Yeah, aluminized, yeah. I, I, I don't even know. Yes. We're looking <laughs> to you, Papa. Enter. Oh, well, of course, I'm very familiar with all the ways one can crush an aluminized paper. <laughs> all right. Except this one That's time. why we're asking. And right. the cellophane and the unknown fucking ick. AMS. There you go. All right. Well. All right. So, again, <laughs> mysteries. Mysteries abound. Occult f- mysteries abound. <laughs> well, maybe. Ooh, We're going to get there. Right now, it's just a crime. Okay. Simple, straight, run-of-the-mill death Good mystery. Good old-fashioned crime. Maybe it'll go paranormal. Crime. We'll it almost certainly will. Okay. Although the torn pieces of paper had nothing more than simple calculations on them, the other contained an enigmatic and ominous clue as to why the men were at the site. The scrap of paper had the following words scrawled on it. Meet at the designated spot at 4.30 p.m. At 6.30 p.m., ingest the capsules. After the effect, protect the face with lead masks. Wait for prearranged signal. Now that no, sounds like no, a party. No. <laughs> That's pretty cool. so I, much to I, unpack, no, dude. I don't like anything. I don't like instructions that I don't know about. So why about? are you going to get there two hours why? early? I, I only say that because I don't want to set up. I don't want to be there at the party hours before You don't begins. like being early to some place? Really? Oh, generally, no. Really? I, I want to get there after it's going on. Unless it's, you know, a scheduled thing, like a movie or a function, then yes, of course, I'll be like our podcast. But generally speaking, it's not to say I'm always fashionably late. I don't try to be, but I'm not eager to be there two hours previous to whatever. Well, I mean, well, uh, not right. but that has nothing to do with anything. Well, no, my, personal, saying... my personal idiosyncratic bullshit. Yeah. Uh, they have to be there two hours early. That's ridiculous. At 6.30 ingest capsules. No. Then after no. whatever is in them takes effect hallucinogenically, antibiotically. Put on the lead masks, what. dude. Cover your fucking eyes so you can see nothing through these fucking hand-hewn lead masks. Yep. And then wait for pre-arrange. So, so it must be an auditory signal, I assume, because yeah. you can fucking see it. it it's anti-Kryptonian. They definitely anti-Kryptonian. they're lead. Yep. Ah, uh, there it is. There it is. So Soups can't see anything. This strange message confounded the authorities. Not only were they unable to figure out what had killed these ostensibly healthy young men, but they were also at a loss as to what the capsules they consumed contained, what kind of signal they were waiting for, and, most bewilderingly, why they would need to protect their faces, specifically their eyes, with these homemade lead masks. You know why? Why? Magic. Magic. Makes sense. In one fell swoop, these two neatly clad corpses and the confounding array of evidence surrounding them gave birth to one of the great unsolved mysteries of the 20th century. The mystified police photographed the area and then removed the bodies to the coroner's office. Despite the bizarre circumstances of the corpse's discovery, the coroner, Astor DeMello, concluded that the men had died due to natural causes, specifically cardiac arrest, and that an examination of the bowels had revealed no poison. He then declared that the men had died sometime between Tuesday, August 16th and Saturday, August 20th. Pretty sizable window, but you got a it, was a di- it was a different a era days. for forensics. And then, 
Most egregiously, he immediately closed the file. Well, sometimes you're hanging out with your friends and you have a prearranged heart attack together. That happens. It happens. It's called, it's called brotherly love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how you uh, initiate yourself into the uh, call of the screaming halibut. Call back that no one will ever oh, know no about. no one will ever know. Oh, my but, God. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, sometimes you just got to do that. True that. Yeah. The fact that Mello had concluded that the young victims had not only spontaneously but also simultaneously died of heart attacks was a difficult pill to swallow, no pun intended, for both the police and the growingly concerned public at large, through whom rumors about the peculiar deaths had begun to spread like wildfire. Oh, two men heart attacks simultaneously in the hills, drugs, paraphernalia, towels, <laughs> mineral water, and aluminum paper. Towels. You, you are an expert on this I'm case. fucking, sir. dude, I wish I was there for this. This would be amazing. Towels. Bring in <laughs> Colonel Eduardo DeCento Feel, the head of security of the region, who was just as dissatisfied by these findings as everyone else. In order to get to the bottom of this mystery and tamp down the media frenzy, Feel demanded a review of all the evidence with a police delegate and an electronics technician, as well as another autopsy. Veli describes the ultimately fruitless actions the colonel took. The next day, he contacted Toledo Pizza. Wait. <laughs> Wait, what? Pizza the Hut? That's what? Director of the Coroner's Institute, Dr. Toledo Pizza. Oh, oh. Okay, <laughs> so that's a dude, not a, not a, a business. No. I thought it was one of those garbage pizzas like, that Chris he, eats. He's Toledo so upset. Pizza. Wait, what, what the like fuck do you mean I eat garbage <laughs> pizza? <laughs> fuck off in the hell. I eat great pizza, all of it. <laughs> I'm thinking, I've gone shopping here with Walmart and I've seen some of your questionable pizza choices. What is my questionable pizza? Hey, like the Great Value Pizza or whatever you, you I've get. never I don't know, but had a Great like, Value Pizza. It's like it would be called Toledo Pizza. I just, why would you sell your pizza as Toledo if it was real? <laughs> be, which thankfully no. it isn't. Because it'd be hilarious, Toledo Pizza. Chris oh is like, God. oh, look, this is great. No, I. <laughs> I would eat the, Listen, I love gas station pizza. Yeah. Oh, I like a lot of garbage pizza. Yeah. pizza. I can't deny it. That's what you I'm can, saying. You can doctor up some fucking <laughs> discount pizza. But that's why I'm just like, oh, I'm so stressed out. I got to call Toledo Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> no. And it's going to get a lot of meat pizza from my favorite pizza place. Toledo Pizza. Colonel Field yeah. called Toledo Pizza. Mr. Right. Pizza. <laughs> Who in <laughs> <Mr>. turn <laughs> asked Toledo. Dr. Uh... Alberto Ferra to conduct a second autopsy. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry. It's okay. So now we got the chain of events here. All right. The viscera were removed and analyzed. The pathologist also looked for possible injection sites in the bodies, but the second autopsy revealed nothing new. The viscera as in like the... Guts. The guts. Oh. Spleens and what dicks. They removed <laughs> I mean, maybe the genitals aren't technically viscera, but I mean, why don't not? you don't got to remove them for an autopsy? You don't do get you? to tell Toledo Pizza and his men right. what to do. You don't know what's behind the balls. It's like it's me, Do- <laughs> it's like it's me Doctor Pizza, and he like shows up. <laughs> uh, Where's the balls? That's Tom Tommy Pizza. Where's yeah, the dick go. and balls? <laughs> <laughs> what's behind the dick and balls? Oh Jesus! All right, all right, let's do this. Back on back on point. Back, back on, on target. Point. What we have here is a second autopsy, no new clues, two mystery corpses, and dicks and balls. Clearly, clearly not at a point. Mark's not over it. Detective Pizza. All right, all right, stop. All right. Paging Detective Pizza. Detective Pizza. All right, I need a beer.
All right. Mere days. Oh, mere days. Mere days okay. after their discovery, the mystery corpses were identified as being 32-year-old Manuel <clears throat> Pereira, 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 we'll go with that, okay. Cruz, and 34-year-old Miguel Jose Viana. <clears throat> they were both electronics repairmen who lived approximately 200 miles from Niteroi and whose main areas of expertise were erecting television transmitters and repeaters. So they're just... This whole burgeoning business of TVs, repeaters? yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what a television for, repeater. Yeah, for is. like like television signals, they just it it'll like repeat the signal like a Wi-Fi. Oh, so it keeps yeah. it going and going. Yeah, and like going a Wi-Fi further. repeater. Yeah. Okay, there you are. <coughs> okay, entrepreneurs. By all accounts, the men in question were respected citizens who were well liked by their neighbors. Sadly for their families, both men were married, and Miguel was the father of several young children. Valley described the police investigation into their lives. The police started digging deeper and deeper into the victims' backgrounds. They had attended courses in Sao Paulo organized by Phillips Electronics and other firms. They had purchased sophisticated equipment, yet they were not thought to be qualified to conduct scientific experiments. They were also, excuse me, there were also allegations that the victims maintained an illegal radio station and witnesses spoke of their interests in the paranormal. Oh, is this like early podcast? They had a pirate radio station. Yeah, where they were talking about creepy shit? Yeah, who knows? Like paranormal Dude. stuff, like early coast to coast in, in occult, rural fucking Brazil. In a cult pirate radio station, how fucking cool yeah. is that? And they played Descendants in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. I mean, it's a few years early for that, but sure. Yeah, is it? Whatever. Totally. I think it's fucking awesome. When in 1980, Vali asked one of the original officers assigned to the perplexing case, Detective Salo Sores, what kind of hypotheses they pursued regarding the motives for the strange death or deaths. Sores replied, We thought it might be a case of a homosexual suicide pact. The spot is known to be a rendezvous point for gays from the neighborhood. But there was no evidence of this, either in the victims' lives or in the manner they died. Every line of investigation ran into the same brick wall. No sign of violence, no poison in the digestive system, no clues as to the manner of death. So they were, like, hooked up? And then they just decided to have a suicide pact? That just doesn't make any sense. You know, that sounds like the yeah, bias the of... Well, I would like to say the bias of a bygone era, but I think we know better. I'm, but the really entrenched bias of of fucking, you know, however many years ago now. Right. Well, just, all right. I don't know why you'd assume, like, why? Even, well, if, even if people had sexual rendezvous up there, obviously with prostitutes, but even with whomever they chose for whatever reason, why would you assume they'd be more inclined to kill themselves and under such mysterious circumstances? Yeah, I don't know. And why not just I... leave? I mean, they obviously have business acumen, and if they're in love, just keep fucking driving. Why fucking build lead masks and pill out on the hilltop? But I mean, if you're going to go out with your lover, that's a cool way to go out. I don't know. It's really I think so, befuddling. Man. I, exactly. A mystery. You know, better to live with your lover. Jesus. Well, no, I mean, I always say choose life. Choose life, choose love. That's what I say. Oh, you say it all the time. I say that constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Not a, that's I how say you answer the, the phone. Yeah. I know. Choose your life and choose your love. No. There you go. Ever since I've known you, that's what, you, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what right. you've hey, done. Mark there. Choose life, choose love. <laughs> yeah. This is the first time I've ever said it. Whatever. I don't care. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, whatever. Weird detective so, Soros hypothesis maybe wasn't, or whatever. He didn't have his fingerprint on right, the pulse of the no. truth. No. Authorities then questioned the few eyewitnesses to come forward, as well as the friends and families of the two men, and with their testimony were able to piece together a rough estimation of how the victims had spent the final hours of their lives. 
At 9 a.m. on August 17th, both men got on a bus in order to make the three-hour journey to Niteroi, from where they told loved ones they planned to travel on to Sao Paulo in order to buy a used car and some electronic equipment with which to restock their shop. Spending the three million cruzeros, roughly a thousand dollars in American money at the time, right. that they had between them, the bus reached its destination at two a at two p.m. Excuse me. The men got off in the middle of a rainstorm and entered a bar on the Marquise de Piranha Street, where they purchased identical raincoats and a bottle of mineral water. The barmaid later told police that Miguel looked very nervous and repeatedly checked his watch as if they were late for a vital meeting. She also noted that they took the receipt for the bottle of mineral water with them, which indicated to her, at least, that they had every intention of returning it later for a refund. At 3.15 p.m., Manuel and Miguel set off on foot up the path to Moro do Vintem, where they were observed at about 5 p.m. by an unidentified child who claimed to have seen the men sitting at the base of the hill on which they would be doomed to take their final breaths. It would be the last time either of them were seen alive. By a child. Whoa. By a child. The eyes of a child. I don't know if that's significant, but yes. By the eyes of a child. It is. Could the child be... Of the corn? The of, of the damned. The murder? It's a possibility. Could be. I don't see how, but sure. Just, you know, whatever. I mean, if... Dude, kids kill. If it's a devil child. Kids yeah, but kill. Kids, kids don't usually kill by making you take pills you plan to take by the instructions you had written down in your pocket. Good point. Detective Pizza's no, been debunked. No, there's, 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 <laughs> a, there's a time thing there. Yeah. They planned it at the beginning. They, they could have. Mm. Uh, or maybe it was just a little person. Ooh. Oh, of the time corn. clever little person. Could be. Could be. All right, Robert, continue. I will. The police found it intriguing that while the men allegedly had three million cruzeros on them, their bodies were discovered to have significantly less cash. This fact raised the hopes of the officers that they were simply dealing with a robbery-slash-murder scenario, which, while ghastly, was at least something they could wrap their heads around. The assumption that the men were the victims of a customary criminal enterprise was given a boost when a civilian guard named Rulino de Matos reported that he believed that he had seen the victims get out of a jeep near the foot of the hill, accompanied by two other persons, including a blonde-haired quote-unquote foreigner, who he had not clearly observed. Ah, oh, the blonde-haired woman enters the scene oh. with a child or diminutive criminal. The foreigner. Not indicated as a male or female, simply a foreigner. Oh. Foreigner. Oh, foreigner. It, it, now it's like spy caper territory. Yeah. Mm, okay. The fact that Brazil had a ban on non-domestic electronic <clears throat> equipment and that the Hill of the Penny Coin was known as a smuggler's refuge only added fuel to the speculation that they had run afoul of bandits in an attempt to purge it purchase, excuse me, illicit foreign electronic apparatus. So they're like having to go Ooh. to the hills to get like a Sony or something? Yeah, like tech? Yeah, really? Like because that Brazil's was... like no non-domestic electronic equipment? Listen, once the love pack Because Brazil is known course, for their electronic equipment that they Smuggler's produce? Smuggler's Cove here. I know, we gotta ask Manuel about that. Yeah, we do. Like, yeah. Your grandparents have to go to the top of the mountain to get a fucking <laughs> to get a AM fucking radio. <laughs> Well, maybe if there's like, like, like a trade thing, you know, where they're like, hey, look, we're not buying shit outside the country. We're going to keep it here. But still, it just seems weird. No, yeah. Trying to keep, you know, Brazilian businesses afloat. Right, right. By not importing sense. perhaps cheaper and, right. and better so if quality you want American, that, Japanese, Dude, wherever. if you want that Laserdisc player, you got to go to some shady spots. Well, nowadays, I yeah. imagine it's probably a little more open. Totally. I don't know. If you're getting Laserdisc... 
Well, you're not getting anything laser in 66, by the way. No, true. True. You're just getting like or radio. Are you? Oh, you can get sweet like, are you? ham radios. How do you know? And like a to color television. How do you know when it was really invented? Yeah. Yeah, Rob. All right, all right, how do you really right. know? So the Roswell theory states. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alien tech. Just saying. We reverse engineered it. Can, we, can we get back to this? We can. Tesla. Tesla. Illicit foreign <laughs> electronic apparatus. Okay. Okay. Nevertheless, this hope proved to be short-lived when it became clear that the victims had never intended to buy a car or any gear and were actually on an altogether different kind of mission, one which they hoped would push the boundaries of conventional reality to its very fucking limits. The okay. devil. Well, A.K.A. Psychedelic Space Wizard. You're on to something. There you go. The authorities first began to grasp what Miguel and Manuel's actual agenda may have been when their families mentioned the cryptic comments the pair made before their departure. Miguel's sister told police that he had confided in her that their long excursion wasn't actually intended as a business trip, but a secret mission. If Chris tells his sister, oh, hey, I'm going on a secret mission, she's going to call me or at least in a text message and be like, hey, by the way. Chris is going on a secret mission. Well, if, if she calls and says, no, Chris, well, Chris, Mark, and Rob are going on a secret mission, because that's just a couple of friends going on a secret mission together. Then that's the, different. Then cahoots yeah. are going to happen, though. The people are going to be like, yeah. So, did you hear anything about this mission? What's this mission all about? What's going on? Well, I'm saying if Chris is going solo. Yeah, but he, he wasn't going really? solo. Manuel and Miguel were oh, going that's together. That's true, he was. Okay. All yeah. right. Regardless. Yeah, listen, if it's super secret and I had to not let people know, they would not let you know. So for real. Well, your family, you know. I was like, secretive I was like, I was like Angie, listen. Well, first she'd think I was fucking lost my mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> if she told me the same thing, I'd be like, no. Like, but then I'd be no. like, wait, wait a minute. But maybe it's true. What is it? It would be the What's same the thing. But I'd still be like, well, you know, I, I don't think I would tell people. No. Like if she's like, you can't tell Mark and Rob. I, I got to do this thing. I, I wouldn't right. be. I wouldn't spoil it. I couldn't take the chance. What if it? Well, yeah. What if a lot of shit hinges on? It? You That's don't what know. I'm saying. Like if it was like like it's it's yeah. life and death. I can't. You can't tell so maybe people. That, you know what? I just de- I won't take the chance. myself. Maybe that's why she yeah. didn't want to say it anything. Is. Yeah. If you're like, dude, I got to do a thing, and you can't tell people. I'm like, you got wives. Yeah. yeah that's right. Wives. Wife. Multiple wives. <laughs> I, have yes. one, I have one wife. Thousands of kids. <laughs> Two kids and one wife, but thank you. And no, a cat. Thousands of wives. Millions of children. Yeah, what's fucking Lulu Sparkle going to do when <laughs> yeah. you fucking get lost there, on the there's hill? Like, there's Adam and then you as <laughs> far as fucking <laughs> no, progeny. I, no, <laughs> so... At the same time, Manuel admitted to his wife that he was traveling in order to participate in a final test after which he would be able to say whether or not he was a quote-unquote believer and what he did not specify. You might want to just step in to be like, hey, man. So they're both, Final do you test? feel okay? They're both like t- telling loved ones, sisters and wives, like, listen, we're not really doing this thing to help our burgeoning businesses and support our family. It's right. secret. And the other one's like, it's, you know, it's a final test <clears throat> to know if I believe. All right, well. Then, yeah, everyone starts worrying and calling each other. That's so, different. Yeah. yeah. If my sister said that, I'd be like, you need to give me more information because I think I'm going to call you out. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling I feel like I'm going to call I'm you out. Dad. Yeah, like I'd be like, show <laughs> me where the, the Kumitave belief is because I don't believe. I don't know if I believe this. <coughs> oh shit! Sorry. Oh my god, lungs. <laughs> yeah, my my the fucking the pollen. You got the consumption. I would love I to see where that fucking final battle is. Yeah, it would be pretty dope. All right, so how do we how do, how where do we go from here, Rob? Well, let me continue. Okay. 
The officer searched the homes of the deceased men and found in Miguel's workshop a panel of lead from which the mysterious masks have been clipped, along with a book on scientific spiritualism. Oh, this is where... Science meets this the fucking... My the shit jumps off. Oh, this is it. Scientific this, spiritualism. This is your shit, isn't it? Jack right. Parsons here be fucking calm. I see you beaming already. Oh, I can't wait. The police were shocked to find specific, ourselves into the sky. specific passages... <laughs> That had been underlined regarding both the intense luminosity of phantoms as well as the use of protective masks when encountering them. When so, you summon the phantom, make sure you have your mask on. They'll fucking bright. blind you. Phantoms what? are shiny fuckers. So you guys are missing all my cool fucking occult shit I'm doing on the side. Really? You guys don't even know. Do you have your masks? Sigils and candles and masks and phantoms no, and fucking you, you spirit boards. No, you pretty much let us know unless you're, you're the secret things you haven't told us. You guys us. don't want to get involved. I can't do it. I got to have my own secret magic time. You're so like, guys, I did a rune. You can't, you can't <laughs> tell like, us about it? All right, first of all, it's a sigil. It's not a rune. It's a sigil. Same thing. You don't even pay attention to rune. <laughs> I did a rune like a fucking Odin. It's the same I, thing. I it's the same thing. All right, anyway. If Robert, I digress, <laughs> I just can say this. Even if we don't want to be involved, you could still tell us about it. No, because you guys are going to make fun of me. That's of course. Do. That's yeah, part exactly. of the fun. That's what you we could did. Be we, my, that's what you could we literally did. be my magic buddies and you won't. Well, it's heartbreaking. Chris and do I you are the evil science. Science. Do we need to do a spell together? <laughs> yeah, if no. you want to do a spell together, I'll do it. I'll laugh along why, the way. Why don't we we'll all do just do see, like, separate spells? And we'll just, we'll no, not, I cannot do a spell by myself. Seriously. Why? I do them by myself all, all the time. That's you and you not me. You put them in your magic journal and you talk about your, your, your profession. You know right, anyway. You know anyway. See, see, Rob, I've said too much. I've said your, too much. That's your middle school diary, dude. <laughs> that is not your fucking incantation yeah. book. Of, it's not your grimoire of glory. It's uh, your fucking right. silly little book that you write your hopes and dreams in. We can't do no, this by it's ourselves. No, it's my little. It's my little notes about my magical practices. How dare you? If you How need dare you? Body, this is why I don't listen. tell you about my magic. <laughs> If you need spell buddies, we're in. All right, fine. We will right. not. I cannot do a spell by myself. I, I, I mean, we can do I, one I'm together, not but to do I mean, a spell by myself. We could do one together. I'm maybe. not necessarily know. particularly interested. I kind of like either. doing shit by myself, but it's just me. Wow. Well, don't you want wow. more power? No, I don't know if you just got works. disinvited from the magic party. No, okay, look, I'm throwing. This is what we're gonna do. You and Rob do a spell together. Twists. I'll do my own, and we'll we'll compare notes and see what happens. You, you can fuck off right <laughs> well, now. You guys can do your you're, own. you're the one who is the leader of the spell thing. So we, me and Rob can't do a spell. What, we wouldn't know what we're going to just watch Godzilla and drink beer. That's true. That and be we're going to be like, fuck this. We can make that you, part of the but, And you know what? It, so that's its own do kind of magic. All right. Yeah. That's true. But that's it's not true. what he's talking about. No, I know. You're All talking right. the other guy. If you want to do a spell, let us know. We'll film the spell. I'll keep my magic to myself. See? Robert. Bullshit. Scientific <laughs> spiritualism. See? Bullshit. All right, here we go. <laughs> the lead masks, if I may. If I may. Please do good, sir. Okay. <clears throat> the lead masks were evidently designed to shield their eyes from luminous entities. Some of the less skeptically inclined officers could not help but wonder whether the evidently sunburned view of the dead on the dead men's skin might have been caused by just such a radiant apparition. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Even those who didn't believe in the existence of such beings were forced to reckon with the fact that Manuel and Miguel evidently had enough faith in such creatures to take the precautionary measures of making and apparently employing the lead masks during their midnight rendezvous. It was at this time that the aforementioned Madame de Souza came forward with testimony regarding the bouncing orange blue beam shooting UFO. Remember that right from the beginning? Yeah, that's how three the story started before. off. Yep. 
that she had seen directly over the area where the corpses had been discovered. Following her sighting, D'Souza went home and told her husband, who immediately went to the scene but saw nothing. When the corpses were discovered days later, Mr. D'Souza went to the officers to relay his wife's observations. He tried to keep her uninvolved so as not to upset her, but the police insisted on interviewing the woman. Journalist Charles Bowen confirmed that Mrs. D'Souza added more details that were not reported publicly to the authorities, but that this information was kept secret by a direct order from the chief of police. It is known that the Brazilian government had a keen interest in UFOs at the time. Was this newly erected umbrella of secrecy related to that fact? Oh, Just a question. government cover-up, starting with the police. It is also notable that at about the same time, the bodies were exposed to a battery of tests by radiochemical experts at the Atomic Energy Institute in Sao Paulo to determine if they had been exposed to radiation. The official line is nothing was found, but there are some who suggest that the actual results of the test were restricted by the police. More cover-ups. Is it a cover-up? Is it a conspiracy theory? Restricted. The reasons Uh. for the secrecy may lie in the circumstances (laughs) affecting Brazil at the time. As in the United States, the mid-60s were a time of political and social upheaval in Brazil. But the nation had a phenomenon that was not known in the States, and that was paranormal and ufological groups that were engaged in acts of terrorism oh shit see could you imagine if like fucking mufon was firebombing yeah, shit like, like, mu- like if, if like, nightcap were fucking no, taking over no, government no, office buildings yeah like, no. like fucking mufon and like fucking isis get together and they're like i got a great idea guys let's go fucking blow let's some, set up some shit telescopes up telescopes yeah and all right. stick it to the man so you so you had these paranormal groups Weather underground in QFOS. Yeah, and they're just attack. All right, wow, terrorism. All right, yeah, there you it's, go. it's a weird idea because it's something they, they seem like antithetical. Yeah, well, you know, like I, you're just yeah. like, you don't think of investigative bodies, whether they're in fringe sciences right. b- by most considerations like UFOs or cryptozoology or legitimate scientific pursuits. Again, I'm using the terminology of the, the lay folk. Yeah, now that I sure. think that UFOs are really fringe. You, you don't think like MUFON, like militia. But you don't associate that with, yeah. you know, Political motivated violence, you right. know, that you know can go really heinous. Well, they're up and they got guns, man. Not, not anything guns. recently. I mean, well, this was '66, but still. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that yeah, that's a little late for that kind of. Uh, I mean, if you get, uh, yeah, I guess maybe clearly it didn't click because that did not catch that's on. What, yeah, no. that's what I mean. It's it's a little. Yeah, late you didn't for have that remote viewers hijacking planes at any point saying, "We'll tell you with our mind where to land." I mean, actually, that would be kind <laughs> of. No, listen, if that totally was a thing. This would be di- we'd, it'd be a different it'd be reality different world we yeah. lived in if yeah. that was legit, totally. like, right. <laughs> or well, or or if you know, and I know we've been picking on Mark, or if the actuality of what magic is, be it like, say, in the Marvel universe, a branch of science that is just significantly advanced, <clears throat> as Arthur C. Clarke said, as to seem like magic, if it if it takes such knowledge and such practice and such willpower and weatherall and who the fuck knows what that it's just that rare you could just read condensed chaos like i did and just have a good time with it or you can make it super complicated whichever you want to do well it's up to you i'm i'm saying that wow. it must be super complicated <laughs> otherwise Dick fuck we over here condescending <laughs> farm fucker <laughs> of fucking tailless fucks like you wagging around wow. everywhere wow no, no seriously if wow. magic is real it's got to be really hard otherwise we would live in a world where most people don't think it's not real. Or do you? I do. I live in a world or, where magic well, is not an accepted practice. No one okay. has their magic office right next to the insurance broker. 
I mean, maybe, maybe some psychic does. Maybe yeah. you're just looking at it wrong. That's I'm not, all. I'm well, not shitting on it. I'm just saying. All right. Well, if if there's a level of science that appears to be magic, it must be very hard to yeah. master. Well, no, because if it was a a level and science knew about it, it would be science and not magic. It's true. At that point. Oh, no, I'm waiting for your comeback. Your pithy little I'm comeback. Gonna, I'm Mark. not gonna give a comeback. It's only magic until science uh, figures it out. I know we've science. all we've all seen Thor. We all know how that works. Yeah, dude. Lightning was magic. Fire was magic. There you go. The Fire internet, still is magic. The internet's magic. It kind of is. is it? Yeah. It's like it's weird that it just happens. Yeah. yeah. Here's some flint. And eats yeah. things. Boom. Devourer of Earth. Why are you the molecules? Black nerve bark. Yeah. You Hit weren't them. there, and now you're there. Yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden, devouring and fucking, you got molecules speeding up, and then boom, fire, Robert. Water. Continue. Ghosts. <laughs> Pears. Some. <laughs> back to the fucking age of paranormal terrorism that was the mid-60s Brazil. Some have suggested that these organizations were using psychic and spiritual research as a front. Others believe they were being manipulated by ultra-terrestrials with nefarious intentions to commit heinous crimes and cause general chaos in the human world. So it's like a real like a real oh. situation of like satanic panic kind of like with like the devil really is making us do this type of shit. Well, if you're going to use the real analogy of satanic panic, which means it didn't exist. There were no right. satanic daycare centers no, but, no, and all no, the no, things but this that is people like, this were is afraid a, this of is in like the, the 90s shit yeah. real. was bullshit. Well, real in the sense that people were actually afraid of it. Right. But were, were people covering up uh, politically motivated violence with an aura of paranormal or spiritualism? Or the ultra-terrestrials fucking I knew it. I, I was waiting. I'm like, he's going to say the word. The U. The big U. Well, well, ultra-terrestrials? It, it, it was, yeah. It's actually a proposed theory. That, it I, is. It yeah. always is. Yeah. Every time I didn't, I didn't, I didn't bring it up. Shut then. up! You just did. No, I, no, Rob brought it up in the article. It's true, I did. Rob wrote it. Shut whatever up. the actual <laughs> origins, whatever the actual. I hope your fucking oh, spells. I, I hope your fucking spells fell terribly. I've never cast. I will it. never cast a spell. <laughs> I have happened. never cast. What, what, what when Chris is permanently attached to your back. I'm gonna fucking laugh. I, there's no what spell. Kind of Japanese ass shit is <laughs> Fuck that? You guys. Oh. Anyway. Fucking wow. You mean like you have to save the universe or be on Rob's back and you have to cast that spell? Like, I guess I gotta save the universe and be on Rob's back. I mean, it seems, it seems kind of heavy. Like, it seems like a lot to deal That's with. That's the only way I would cast the spell <laughs> to be on Rob's back. <laughs> nice. All right, all right. All right. I, I, I'd like to be involved in this discussion. You can't. Oh, no, you're not. You can't. Sorry, dude. Oh, fucking universe. <laughs> yeah, you that's go. what I'm saying. That's your fate. Can, can I please? Please. Can please. you? Can you? Whatever the actual origins of these movements were, the police had taken a hard stance against them and were engaged in active measures to crush them under heel, regardless of whether or not such groups were political or simply engaged in actual Fortean research. One can assume that their underground radio station, combined with the spiritualist text found by the police, piqued the interest of both the local and governmental authorities. It was then that the police caught another break when they found a comrade of Manuel and Miguel, a commercial pilot and a fellow paranormalist named Elicio Gomes. In March 1967, in the March 1967 issue of Flying Saucer Review, the multilingual Bowen translated a piece from the Rio tabloid O Cruzero, the Cruise which recounted testimony Elicio gave the officers. According to Gomes, the three men belonged to a semi-clandestine organization known as Scientific Spiritualists. 
The overriding purpose of this group was not domestic terrorism, but to prove the existence of the spiritual realm through scientific methods, mystical practices, and the consumption of hallucinogenic drugs designed to trigger spiritual experiences and open the precipient's minds enough to converse with non-corporeal entities. I mean, I'm, See, I'm bored. Here we go. Like, I'm there. Here we go. I mean, that's what I a lot like of people it. would use ayahuasca for. Yeah, or like DMT. Sure. Or, you know, to commune like, with yeah. higher powers, things that live on a different vibration level or whatever. Method, whatever that means. You can do your hypothesis. Well, that's a different oh way. God, I mean, I guess what? you could do it, yeah. <laughs> you can get your scientific method. That's what you start with, right? Use your hypothesis. Jeez. Okay, yes. Yeah, that's what you do. I know how the scientific method works. Clearly. Yeah. You're high, 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 high. Yeah, fuck using scientific method. <laughs> that's what I'm I do like, all the time. What? Fuck it, yeah. Oh, no. I get high as fuck. I fuck. I play Red Dead Redemption, and then I start fucking. I'm like, oh, I got science, dude. It, and then I tell Rob yeah. my hypothesis, and he poo poos it. And Chris Not always. It. I'm very supportive. You guys both poo poo my science and my magic. It's okay. It's no big deal. <laughs> I accept it. I'm okay with that. When have you given me a scientific theory ever? Choose love. You, you've not. Wow. Choose life. Is that what I said? I don't know. No, we'll have so. to go review it. Choose life. Choose love. There's so many beers. The best thing you've ever said. Doesn't matter. All right. Here we go. This was confirmed by a so-called professor of yoga in the newspaper Fola di Sao Paulo, who claimed that the local spiritualist community would often take psychedelic drugs in an effort to commune with unknown forces. And it was his opinion that Manuel and Miguel had died due to an accidental overdose. While the effects of an overdose of LSD or mescaline can often prove dangerous or even fatal in the activities they might inspire in the consumer... There are only anecdotal cases of the drugs actually causing respiratory failure. So it seems that a psychedelic overdose can be ruled out. And that's what? just the way it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. You might get a little fucked, you know, like, you might get a little freaky, but you're not going to like... You could your kill heart, yourself. Yeah, your heart not going to... It's not like, it's not but like yeah, heroin. But it's not, yeah, it's not like a speedball or something. Yeah. Whatever the technological or pharmaceutical <clears throat> methods of communicating may have been... Gomes insisted the immediate goal he pursued with Manuel and Miguel was to build a device that would enable the trio to make direct contact with the advanced spiritual life forms that were currently inhabiting Earth's crimson cousin, Mars. It all fucking now goes it back falls into to place. Mars. It all goes back you know, to Mars. I was, I was confused before. There was a lot of shit going on. And now it's like, yes. Yeah. Advanced spiritual life forms on Mars. Of course. It's the only thing that this just does, makes it all fit. Uh, this does go back to Parsons. This does go back to Alron Hubbard. It does. It also goes back nope. to our buddy, Mr. Aleister Crowley. Was he trying to talk to Martians? The ghosts of Mars, if you will? We're a really going, piss poor John Carpenter film. We're going to be covering this at one point in Patreon when we decide to officially break Chris's brain or his soul, one of the two. To that oddly ambitious end, Gomes, Manuel, and Miguel, using whatever limited insights the pair had as fledgling electrical engineers, constructed what was described as an interplanetary communication device in Manuel's backyard in June of 1966. That sounds like a fun afternoon. It's, it sounds like you, you, you're either dealing with like some Tesla-level genius that just didn't need a formal education, he just picked up a few of the fundamentals and is running with it, one or more than one of them. Or just three guys that are utterly delusional, like putting together an erector set and two walkie-talkies. And we could just hang out on. and get hammered and be like, I got an interdimensional communication device. We could try to build one of those yeah, we could. for fucking 17 years straight with fucking full funding, like DARPA funding, and we would fucking still have a cardboard box I mean, with crayon buttons. Have a, we have a <clears throat> Patreon that we can use those funds to start developing this if you want. We are not the three to do it. <laughs> and you know this. How you dare know. you? Really? 
All right. Well, you, you know what, Robert? <laughs> you don't have any faith in us, but I have faith I'm in us. I'm saying maybe Manuel or Miguel was. Okay. Possibly they were they were given this divine inspiration. All right. The angels. Their lofty aspirations were for naught, however, when the machine exploded in its initial run. This setback only put a temporary hiatus on their intrasolar system communications experiments, however, and their next effort would not only be exponentially grander in scope, but might also have created some inadvertently devastating collateral damage. Well, you know... That's the, in the name of science. Happened. Yeah, That's man. Happened. Sometimes we'll, shit blows we'll up. We'll see. Whatever. The group's second attempt at communicating with Martians occurred on June 13, 1966, on a remote stretch of the Atlantic coastline known as Adafona. Like the first try, this test concluded with the homemade device self-destructing. But in this case, it also brought down something else with it. Ooh. According to a report made by Bowen in the 1966 edition of the Flying Saucer Review, it seems that with others, Gomes had gone down to Adafona Beach on June 13 at the, in, at the invitation of Miguel and Manuel. They had just arrived when an intensely luminous object came down across the shore. It is regrettably unclear if the UFO had been called down by Manuel and, and Miguel's cosmic walkie-talkie or if the arrival was just an extraordinary coincidence. Irrespective of the circumstances leading up to the ship's appearance, things were about to take an unfortunate turn. Again, according to Bowen. Five minutes later, when the UFO began to rise, there was a blinding flash and an explosion that rocked the city of Campos and buildings far beyond. So now we're talking fucking, like, true disaster. Like, it's shaking fucking yeah, buildings sonic miles boom, away. at least. Uh, at least. It's worth noting that even though Campos is almost 30 miles away from Adafona, the explosion proved to be so intense that, local pop that the local populace believed that an earthquake was occurring. This incident was investigated by the Brazilian This incident was investigated by the Brazilian Navy who interviewed all eyewitnesses and learned that the local fishermen claimed to have seen a flying saucer crash into the sea at the same moment. Did they bring down a UFO? They might have been trying to talk. Uh, what? And, and they, they inadvertently have... crashed it? <laughs> oh, that seems no. to be the implication. <laughs> well, fucking up. Th that or or they just happened to be <laughs> be there for a meteorite that fucking exploded yeah uh, true because that's what happens true but i want to believe that they're intergalactic communication <laughs> they device fucked they up just a fucking like, ufo they fucking accidentally toasted a ufo right. like who oh, no we've started an intergalactic war that's gonna piss the federation <laughs> off oh yeah yeah the oh, federation yeah. is and, it of the commonwealth while it yeah. might be something natural or it might be who the fuck knows I mean, the thing was described as coming down over the shore, not right. like streaking across the sky over the ocean and then exploding. Now, Chris Dude. is right. Like, there was that Russian uh, meteor a few years back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God blew, didn't trigger a blew fucking meteor. Jesus Holocaust. Christ, I know. Fuck. Um, so, yeah, things like that can't happen, and they cause real you right. know, damage to the buildings below. But right now, we're just going right. to just assume may that have the fishermen accidentally... saw a flying saucer, but maybe they just timed it really well they may have accidentally almost started like an intergalactic war but whatever exactly psychedelic space wizards will protect us again it is unclear whether or not the destruction of the ship was related to or possibly even caused by the novice electrician's device but there are some who've suggested that in their ignorant enthusiasm to connect with forces beyond their reckoning manuel and miguel may have inadvertently caused the obliteration of the saucer and the crew that piloted it a murder most foul mm-hmm 
These paranormal gumshoes have further speculated that the men may have been somehow lured to their untimely deaths on that hilltop in retaliation for the lives lost over Atifona on June 13th. A revenge killing? Revenge from it, this beyond is the spectrum. intergalactic true crime revenge killing? And or interdimensional, Whoa. but like yes. Like snapped, but with like aliens or ultra-terrestrials. Well, interdimensional beings. Booyah. Okay, oh, yeah, cool. This is like fucked up clue. Yeah, it really, it's a <laughs> real really fucked is. up Manuel on the beach with a wrench. <laughs> the, reptil- <laughs> the reptilian in the closet <laughs> with a candlestick. It was that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm saying what? It was then that it was revealed <laughs> that a death uncannily similar to that of Manuel and Miguel had occurred four years earlier on Moro do Cruzeiro near Neves. Neves, maybe. In that case, a television technician named Hermes was found dead next to a similarly hewn lead mask. Another lead mask? Mer- Four Mer-ner? years earlier, Mer-ner? on another Brazilian hill by another technician. TV electronics technician. Dude, maybe this is like this is like the entrance to the fucking secret societies when you're a fucking TV repairman What in was Brazil? Phillips teaching these kids Exa- when they said they're yeah, fucking exactly. emissaries down to fucking create Shit. electrical engineers? Shit, a fucking television Dude, repair I don't guy. know. God or was it Magnavox? Oh, was it Magnavox? Phil, yeah, Phil, oh, Phil shit, was Magnavox. Maybe that's where the party yeah, went. Yeah, that's, no, that's where the, the science yeah. came in. Yeah, that's where the fucking devil shows up. Yeah, one was a cult and one was strictly like yeah, science. Yeah, like, like legit like, shit. We're going to follow the cult of Tesla and we're going to follow the cult of Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> I know why for somebody. Falcon. Or the lies of Edison. All right, the so. Li- yeah, Edison. Back to Hermes. Mm-hmm. Unnamed sources claim that he was trying to catch quote-unquote television signals without the use of electronics and that he perished after taking a round pill. Could this pill have contained the same substance that was in the capsules Manuel and Miguel ingested on August 17th, 1966? If so, assuming it wasn't a hallucinogen, then what was it? So it's interesting. First off, trying to catch television signals without Come on. That's some fucking crazy-ass shit. The fuck? And then he's got the lead mask. He takes a fucking pill. It's just, it's beyond coincidental. It, no, it, it matches up completely. Unfortunately, that was the only information released to the English-speaking world about this second bizarre lead mask-related death. This leaves us with scads of new questions, such as, was Hermes a part of the same scientific spiritualist group that the two more recent victims belonged to? If his experiment had gone so, gone so terribly erupt, if his experiment had gone so terribly awry, why were Manuel and Miguel so eager to follow in his footsteps? And what the hell was the deal with trying to become a set of human rabbit ears to collect TV signals directly into the brain? And were there supernatural or extraterrestrial entities hell-bent on targeting TV repairmen? If so, then fucking why? Maybe not I don't targeting, know. but maybe the TV repairmen were like the conduit for them to come into our world. Oh, you like or that, don't you? like an occult group that maybe had political agendas maybe maybe were terrorists maybe weren't that's not even relevant who really were i mean i would love to see a copy of the scientific spiritualism book and see besides jesus phantoms yeah. glow when you need to protect your eyes like right. what other rules instruction because it? it might right. be all yeah. laid out that was that would book. Make, yeah it might make sense after you read this thing it says this is what you got to do what the fuck was this pill yeah maybe danger tums yeah <laughs> Look, you eat a. That's it. Like maybe it's a Pepsi. It's a Pepsi AC. Danger Pepsi. Deadly Pepsi. (laughs) What's fucking illuminized paper? 
Not that that's a big deal. That, who is, that who is too. AMS and the, and the sweet fucking I, why are they chief of yeah, none who of this, fucking towels? None I of this makes sense. I have to think of like Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. Like you need a towel everywhere, but this is fucking mad years before. Mineral water with a receipt? Who does that? How who, dare you? Sh- how dare you? Returning it with a receipt? Still, more twists were in store. At the official inquest, the families of the dead men claimed that the device used in Adafona was not designed to communicate with the unknown, but was in fact a homemade bomb. Oh, this the might be shining some light on it. The then claimed that the two men were actually terrorists who had somehow managed to kill themselves or be killed by unknown Confederates atop the hill of the penny coin, but sources later revealed that the family was harassed by the police into making that public statement. Suicide yeah, bomber well, or... Trying to wrap yeah, it up. I, suicide yeah, bomber sources. or Take your pick. What does that mean? Oh, it's true. What does it mean? While their testimony may or may not have been true, it in no way explains the aerial phenomenon seen crashing into the ocean by local fishermen or the strange circumstances of their family members' premature deaths. And that's true. I mean, I can see the police. Like, it's a big uproar. to kind of egg on your face. You just want to fucking wrap it up. Nobody needs fucking UFO killers and weird shit. Right. Yeah, no, it's fucked. Second yeah. one in four years with fucking... Bad enough they had to deal with Hermes, and now they got to fucking deal with this. Right. Um... I mean, I'm not saying that the police were definitely corrupt and and on the fucking, you know, not not even the take in this case, but in on the conspiracy to fucking pat it all down. But apparently some family members came out and said that they were coerced. Um, You know. And again, it does not explain the UFO that was seen. Not at all. The questions involving this case are almost too innumerable to recount. But a few that pop into mind, besides the obvious ones, such as, what did Miguel and Manuel go to the top of that hill in order to prove and what killed them once they were there are what was in the capsules they took? Who was the owner of the AMS handkerchief? What was the unknown substance on the piece of cellophane or the purpose of the crushed piece of aluminized blue and white paper? Did they actually call down a UFO that was the same one that was seen over the hill And if so, what happened to the device they used, or did they even need one? Finally, what was the actual purpose of the lead masks? Was it really to protect their eyes from the glorious glowing beings that they hoped to encounter? If so, were they supposed to be blinded throughout the entire affair, or just the initial phases? And double finally, what's the deal with the fuck-sucking towels? Well, towels are off the table. Why? Because we, we they're they're there. No one knows why. There's, I mean, the so that means they're squarely on the table. Or in fact, the no, table. Are the towels, made are the towels the dupe. What? The towels could be the dupe. Were, were the corpses actually folded towels done origami <laughs> style, like a swan, like except to, to look like two young corpses? Like so they, they could steal away and live in their lover's retreat, oh, and everyone back home with thought towels. they were dead. There you go. Oh, corpses. That's why the fucking birds wouldn't eat them. See? They know a corpse towel. Because they're fucking towels. It just makes sense. Yeah. That's the key. I hope they're in their fucking 90s, living on some other hill nearby. Oh, yeah. The, the towels? Living it up. The fucking the young <laughs> Oh, my God. Towels. With, we with we a, did with, it. We did it. With a new yeah. set of soft towels for which to dry themselves after bathing and whatnot. You know, towels are towels, man. I don't know. All right. Following their demise, these entrepreneurs, family men, and seekers of truth had their names dragged through the mud. Already associated with criminals and terrorists, they were also accused of potentially being spies. The list of indignities went on and on. And it was under this canopy of conspiracy, rumor, governmental secrets, alien threats, and apparently threats to national security that the officer in charge of the cases, 
Roman Jose Vieira closed the investigation and forwarded the dossier to the Ministry of Justice, where it languishes unsolved to this day. Wow. All right. There That's it is. That's a big Well. Intelligent towels. Yeah. I mean, intelligent towels. Yeah. You. yeah. Oh, the deception of the towels. It's, it's AI. Clear. It's AI. This, I mean, I've brought AI this up earlier. Towels. Yeah. I brought this up earlier, but I'm going to say this is a clear cut of evil science and magic buddies. This is the what very fucking definition of it. Well, it involves evil science, magic, and buddies. Yes. And you can really combine all those words in any way you want, and it would still aptly cover this case evil science and magic buddies there you go i really do think that whatever type of occult practices they were trying to um employ here may have backfired and maybe they just weren't like uh, you know readily prepared for whatever they were going to experience so you think they might have experienced something with the unknown i think they just so, yeah. weren't prepped for they just weren't ready there they they went they like icarus they flew too close to the sun with their wax wings because yeah this fucking yeah Entire case is a hot, wet fucking mess. It doesn't help that it was sporadically reported through, you know, second and third hand sources throughout. And, you know, Flying Saucer Review was a fine periodical, you know, that came out uh, in, in, I think, Great Britain and a few other places. Like These people were trying to do legitimate investigative work to the best of their ability with limited resources and, you know, I mean, right. not being able to jet set and just fly over. It's, it's fantastic that Jacques Vallée actually went to the site. Granted, it was a couple of decades after it happened, but tried to interview eyewitnesses. So I tracked uh, down as many of these sources as I could. And the the biggest problem is there's some really simple questions that aren't fucking answered. Like, yeah. were Manuel or Miguel really, I mean, they, 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 they were not well trained, but did any of them show like a really extraordinary aptitude for electronics? Like where they could, uh, you know, build things that were maybe above their pay grade. That would just, we don't know the answer to that. That would be a no. good a question to have answered. Um what is in this scientific spiritualism book? Is it like basically a step-by-step -step template as to how to communicate with these things? Or is it just general random advice? Is it a fucking 14-page pamphlet? Or is it a fucking 3,000-page fucking volume that really schools you in the way? I mean, I'm fascinated by the, the their idea that there's something bigger in this world. We're intrigued by the UFO concept. Let's come up with our theory scientifically. Let's use different, you know, I guess mystical methods, which of course every scientist would instant, instantly blanch at, but whatever, you know, there's room for other ways to explore these things and let's do it. But none of that really leads you to, all right, the lead masks are kind of explained by the passages that were underlined in, in one of their workshop, but it doesn't explain the pills. It doesn't explain. No, the pills is weird. The, the, I mean, the, the message is simple. Like, get there two hours early, right. take the pills, wait for effect, apply mask. If the pills are a hallucinogen, though, that's, and that's what you're using to commune. Oh. With then, the unknown or different yeah, levels. Then, I mean, like, I where would you get that. that? That is really, that's too oddly specific to not be given to you. Oh, you know, it has to be. You know what I mean? It was either from that book or from you whatever, can't just, whatever yeah. group they belong to, part yeah. of their protocols or whatever. Right. You know, I mean, I don't think they were planning on dying. You don't. No, because the autopsy said no poison. Yeah, well, well, that, that's a whole different thing that we'll get to in a second. I don't think they plan on dying because, A, they saved a receipt, which they might have just done out of habit. Who knows? <laughs> but they bought new raincoats. They want, no, like, they want I'm to heading return. up the hill to die for whatever reason, right. I'm, so I'm wet. I'm fucking. I'm oh, gonna you, be dead. You're not, you're not gonna well, I'm not, waste the money on the. It's not even that I care about yeah, wasting money at that point. Sure. I mean, why not go? Why not buy a bottle of whiskey? Why not have fun? Cut loose. Do whatever the fuck you're gonna do if you know you're gonna die that night. I right? know. Like, sure. ask the Heaven's Gate people why they didn't do. 
They all had brand new Nikes, dude, and they cut their balls off. Yeah. Why so, was it just are, pizza, yeah. box, pizza boxes strewn about? Yeah. No, they all had brand none new of them Nikes. Died. They would all been fat. They would have been like, oh, pizza's great. Maybe I don't want to wear Nikes and die. I mean, they have questionable life choices, but fashion, fashionably so, speaking, they were dressed. You're talking about of, fucking Heaven's Gate now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, they, they, they had nice taste in kicks, but, yeah. but again, really horrible taste in castration. Well, you know, yeah. you know so what? It's like, you take what you can get, Robert. That's true. You take what you can get. But leaving Apple White off the table for now. For now. Fucking, uh, these guys may have been involved in a weird suicide pact. Like, but you really have to, like, here's the thing. If they if they firmly believed and they thought, we're going to take these pills, we might die, but if we do die, we're on the UFO, we're going into the great blissful unknown with, like, you know, nubile gorgeous people where we get to live forever and eat delicious sweet things, but our teeth never decay and there's no STDs and yay. <coughs> but they didn't say that. They told loved ones that, well, one said a secret mission, and the other one said, "Going to believe. Going to see. Yeah. We're going to run a test, and if it works out, we'll see what happens." Well, apparently, that's not somebody that's convinced enough to kill themselves, in no, my opinion. No, or maybe no. It, it did work out, and like I said, you know, my original hypothesis here, scientific method, uh, that nope, they just did too much. They weren't prepared for what happened. They did too much. Yeah, yeah. But what does that mean? Like, did too much what? what? Like, they, they what? Did they peek at the Phantom when they weren't supposed to? And that whatever, just fucking whatever sort of a weird psychedelic experiment they were running, they just weren't prepared for the aftermath or just for the actual process of what was going to happen. But you're saying words. What do you mean by aftermath? Like the paranormal aftermath yeah. or just the aftermath of too many hallucinogens in a bad location in a dangerous place at night? The, the the paranormal version sounds okay. Cooler. Yeah, no, because the, the whole because if they, yeah, if they no. were because listen if they if they mm. were found murdered with all that weird shit around them it right. would still be an intriguing mystery. But yeah, then you go, but there's two fucking guys they are doing this crazy they experiment had a, and they, they died. They had a heart attack. On smugglers they code. had a heart attack simultaneously. But no so poison crime in their system. Taken out of it completely. No poison in their system. At least that was detectable by 66 standards. And yes, we have mm. to add that caveat. Yeah, all right, no true. poison of in their system. True. Excuse me. No obvious signs of violence or foul play. No struggle. No right. kicking around. Nothing. Just laying there peacefully. Well, bloated and peacefully. <laughs> yeah. With weird pink Ew. skin, flesh rotting, which makes sense because of the environment, but not smelling, which does not make sense. Yeah, weird. Untouched by scavenger animals. Yeah, weird the, these are all more intriguing than conclusive, I'll admit. Right. But they're all fucking intriguing. Yeah. And then, you know, you have separate eyewitnesses. Um, there was, uh, you know, Gome and, and, and whoever else that saw the UFO from the beach before it exploded and ended up destroying windows and campos 30 miles away. There's the fisherman that allegedly claimed to have seen a UFO going down. Chris is right. You can't take meteor off the table, but well, you, can't, you take... can't take UFO off the table either. Maybe no, they brought the UFO anything. down and killed the crew. And are is it is it vengeful UFO knots? Like, these fuck faces. Yeah, but why do they look like the way they do? like? There's too many fucking. Qu- why? why? I'm hence one of the biggest mysteries of the 20th century. Why? I really. It seems like they're bloated, drowned, uh, right? Corpses. <clears throat> oh, corpses yeah. just bloat in the summer sun. Like that, sure, the bloating doesn't just, bother me. No, I'm just saying. Like, if they're not in touch, it seems like maybe they were in water up until very recently. Oh, them, which like, is why they were not. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, or. You know, maybe they were soaked in something, some sort of preservative, which might right. have negated the scent. Though you would think, even again, by the limited standards of the, you know, mid to late 20th mm-hmm. century, they would, if they were like soaked in some sort of formaldehyde type stuff, that they would have been able to find traces I'm of sure it. I'm sure they would have, yeah. Would, would they? I think they would have. I really it, do. If they're looking for it, if they're not, right. you don't know if they're just like, we gotta, we're just gonna, we gotta end this. And they find this and like, this is fucked up, but we, we just need to. 
put a thing and, and close this. So you're thinking more like, like like a true crime angle? When they were just murdered in some weird... No, like, I didn't know if they were scenario. murdered, but like... Right. If they have the same evidence we did, and back then, and they're just like, we need, we just need to right. kibosh this and, and put a thing out, then yeah. that's what they're gonna fucking do. Could, could, but I'm sticking with uh, psychedelic astronauts, and boy, that they fucking crashed. So there you go, they crashed hard, huh? Yeah, they boy. crashed hard. That's what you like. Yeah. yeah. All right, so Chris is going true crime. I'm going psychedelic. I'm no, going I'm psychedelic I'm just astronauts. saying for that one specific point. There's right. way there's just well, there's a lot. There's too much. Shitload here that it almost fucking. Why well, the ma- the mask itself. seems to be something they could have gotten out of a book, in the same way you read a, a religious book and, and you you interpret that right. into your own which reality. Clearly they did because the book was found in the possession of he, one of them with that passage specifically underlined. Right, right. Okay. so it could have just so been that, anything. That doesn't take a big leap of. Lo- I agree. There, there's no leap of logic to say, oh yeah, yeah, they read that in a book, so they're. So we can at least, I don't think it was a ruse. I don't think they went up there to play a practical joke. I don't think they went right. up there to make a really perplexing scene, to have like like the, like the cop said, a homosexual suicide pact, but they wanted to leave it so confusing that no one would yeah, ever that know seems why. Way too far fetched. Like, that's just, just seems all nice. of that's just flat out dumb. I think they went up there with pure intentions. Like they believe, whether or not it's really happening, they yeah. believe something would happen. Well, something did happen. Something obviously yeah. happened. So and they well, believe, it did. And they believe well, something would dead. be shiny so, yeah. and bright and, and maybe involving the spirits of fucking Mars and, and maybe involving that <laughs> UFO that was seen there yeah. a few days before. Um and, and and the UFO was seen above that hill. Right. Within the range that not Toledo Pizza, but his underling said that they died. Ah, uh, Chris's favorite pizza Toledo Pizza. So so pizza and his yeah. men said that, that, that they died within this like four or five day time frame right within which i believe uh you know madame de souza saw the ufo and her kids and other people in the neighborhood so there's a on top of everything else there's an actual ufo sighting right on that spot there's within that time frame quite that, a lot happening is, here yeah perhaps the most that might be the linchpin uh. to this whole thing because right, if maybe. it was just like intentions and books and, and scraps of paper written down and them telling loved ones and, and friends coming forward saying, yeah, and they blew up a UFO on this beach, um, that could all still be like, whoa. But the fact that there were multiple eyewitnesses to a bizarre orange blue beam shooting flame haloed UFO right. above the place where they were. Now, it could be the UFO just coming down saying, ooh, some dead guys. Fuck. Let's get out of here. We don't want to get blamed. <laughs> but they could have also been Bam. directly involved. And it could have been an accident. Maybe... They didn't know. Also, human beings don't like radiation. Yeah. Well, I'll be. Not a big fan of the I will old, be. Uh, Who knew? Cancer <laughs> beams. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Well, again. Or the I, shock of seeing something so celestial and epic. Right. To having their hearts filled with such benevolence and glory. Hearts and hands. Their hearts both simultaneously exploded. And the doctor was right. They had spontaneous, simultaneous heart attacks. Two young, healthy men. Because the joy and the glory of the unknown wonders. So they like called an angel or something down. They, they, maybe? they, they accidentally called a Martian angel. Okay, cool. And, and they cool, peaked. Actually, that's they had dope. to peak. Do you think they a Martian angel is like Patrick Swayze? Oh, R.A.P. Oh yeah. You think he's well, a Martian angel? But like with the specifically feathered hair from Dirty yeah, Dancing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking there. Roadhouse, Roadhouse. Yeah, Roadhouse. he's just, just giving people clay. But every now and again, he, he, <laughs> he can get red on tough. <laughs> he can. He oh, can. Roadhouse. Yeah. Yeah, 
Roadhouse. And Roadhouse is tough too, but Red Dawn's even tougher, I think. Well, I love I, Roadhouse. Uh, they're wrong. both pretty tough. I'm uh, I'm going to <laughs> stick with my. Uh, <laughs> I want to see the two stage yeah, for the next duel. <laughs> who's gonna win? Which Swayze Roadhouse Swayze versus Red Dawn Swayze. <laughs> Oh, and then they're both found on top of a hill with a heart attack. Well, Roadhouse Swayze yeah. is going to tell you oh. some Taoist fucking philosophy and fucking sidekick you, and fucking Red Dawn Swayze is going to pop out of a hole and fucking blow your guts out. It's true, yeah. So yeah, but he really can't do a round kick. But they, dude, they both die the, in the fucking mountain, dude. They both die in the mountain. Dying on the mountain. They both God take the it. chip. All right, well, I am, uh, I am sticking with my original hypothesis again of psychedelic astronauts gone awry. I'd like to think that, that, that uh, our souls go into space uh, when we die, and okay, cool. it's all fucking friendship and love and bliss and orgies and pizza, and that these guys might have been accidentally killed, or maybe they peaked, and they fucking saw the, the fucking Martian space angels or whatever they weren't supposed to see, but then they were cool and like, well, fuck, you fucked up, but get on board. All Party right. begins here. All right. And the ghost of Spuds McKenzie is right there on the oh, ramp. R.I.P. Spud And it's Spuds. beckoning you into the eternal bliss Spuds of the unknown McKenzie. voice. I don't think any of our Hallelujah. younger listeners even have a point of reference for Spuds I know. McKenzie. No. I used to have like a weird Spuds McKenzie thing. I don't even know There was know even why. a cartoon I He's think, the reason that I want to get like a, a, a one of those bull terriers because he's just so... Do- well, and the target dog too is goddamn adorable. Anyway. Fair enough. Dogs aside. Christopher, close us out. What do you think? It is... All drugs. <laughs> okay, it's all drugs. It's drugs and rock and roll. Drugs and rock and roll. The LDS. Okay, so is this like, like a wasp concert gone awry? Why, why you, wasp? Why yeah, because wasp. Like, why we're going to see Blackie Lawless. No, nobody nobody yeah, fucking would... tripped balls to see shitbag early 80s, mid 80s metal. Why would you oh, do that? You guys wouldn't get like fucking wasp was like a, a wasp bag. concert. Hey, listen, yeah. I have a soft spot for Blackie Lawless. Morph? What the eat fuck? Me raw, whatever. Fucking listen, there's, I, they're charming. Eat me raw? Yes. And if you're a wasp <laughs> fan, you understand what fucking I'm saying. Rob. <laughs> Suck me, suck me, <laughs> eat fuck me like a raw. beast, but all right, cool. But they kind of suck. Regardless, you're not going to dose yourself out. You're, that's Chris a, that's, and I yeah, are yeah, no, officially disappointed. That's a whiskey us. coke band moment. Officially, no. Did. The only thing I think I know for sure is that they they believed they could do a thing. They tried to do okay. a thing. I don't know what the fuck happened other than that. Other than other that, than a simultaneous right? heart attack. Allegedly, they they obviously didn't bring a device this time because nothing exploded. No, well, no, they, no, they clearly had said they down. thought they could do this without the aid of tech. Yeah, regardless of where it goes in the paranormal spectrum, I do agree with what Chris is saying there. The evidence seems to indicate that neither were really qualified, neither really seemed to have not just Tesla style genius, but even like low end MIT grad genius, right. which is still fucking super brilliant. Yeah, and. uh and so I, I think maybe, you know, they're a little big for their britches. Their paranormal britches might have been a little roomy are you, in the backside. Are you coming on are you coming on my boat over here? Are you coming on board with me? And, and well, what's your psychedelic boat? astronauts gone awry? Oh, I, I still don't uh, yeah, know what that okay, even right, means. Cool. Absolutely. Cool. I, I, I think I, I like think it. that there's fucking right. a crazy lot of things going on. And and what I would love, you know, so if any network wants to give us a TV show, is to fucking go down there, have some money. <laughs> Get fucking people that speak the languages. Go through the archives and just see what did this book say. What the did the book. actual police report say? Book. Yeah, the book. What yeah. does all this say? And then you know, put the f- final kibosh on it. You might not be able to solve the mystery de facto. The corpses are long since skeletalized and everything else. Right. But you might be able to come up with a two or three bits of really key information that just 
opens it wide open and be like, yeah, maybe 93% chance that this is really what happened. <clears throat> it yeah. could be. And that's what I would like to do. I feel yeah. like the stuff prior you can maybe figure out, but it's just like, why were they, why were they bloated? Why did they, why was their skin like this? Right. How, why was there a fucking, this showed up? Why would, did, was there an explosion in 30 miles? Who knew? Did somebody report something way out there? How did right. that, like, it's all the after stuff. Absolutely. It's the unanswered question. Yeah. Well, if maybe, it, if, if it really is just like a, a text of like different or, some sort of like magical ritual will like start with this and then it gives you the whole step-by-step process of whatever to do, you know? Well, I mean, if, if, well if it's that, if it's that, if you do all this, right. Things going to come down and yeah. it's going to be the explosion hurt for whatever. And you're by, like, if it's just said, this is what's going to happen. You'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. That, there you go. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it really could just be that simple as being like, here's the, the magical steps to contact whatever you need to talk to on Mars. But you're going to, I, I would not be surprised if that is it. But it would certainly help if you knew like what yeah, you were supposed to take in a pill. Right. And 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 last but not least, what's the deal with fucking Hermes? If a guy yeah, four years too. earlier with a lead mask and a strange pill dies on a fucking hilltop while trying to, and he wasn't even looking for UFOs, he was just trying to get but if he's fucking a, the Dick Van Dyke show into his fucking if he's a part of this uh, scientific yeah, spiritualism or whatever they're talking about. But, whether they're using, you know, was there like a cult that was just spreading among television repair men and people that were doing like basic? Oh, it sounds to me like they were using and they were recruiting the young. They guys were using technology through the union. All <laughs> oh, the union, oh, the, 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 the occult, the labor, occult union. labor union. It not. It, it very well could be that they are just a bunch of tech. Technolo- tech, like techno geeks, you know, that are just sure. like into this new technology. Well, it's like, a burgeoning new technology. Yeah, and they're like, hey, let's see if we can contact You're in a country shit. that, you know, at this point is not highly electrified. Yeah. You're, like you say, you're building these repeaters, which now that you explain it to me, make perfect right. sense, where you're just trying to broadcast it deeper and deeper into right. what was, I mean, it's still lush and inscrutable, but, but, <clears throat> but back then, I mean, yeah. it was just vast. And just trying to give people little tastes of this connection and mass entertainment. You yeah. were really on a cutting edge, sort of like, Silicon Valley, you know, 25 years ago or right. whatever else. And and these, so I can see these guys, you know, wanting to make a profit and doing these things just to make a living, but also thinking that they're on the edge of this really cutting edge technology and then maybe mixing it with their other interests. And if they right. just met other people that either groomed them, because you almost think that there must've been some sort of cabal I mean, that was established like, in advance of the, like, I don't think these two guys started the group. Right. Maybe they did. That's another question would have to be answered. I, I, it could be, yeah. I, I, I mean, again, not to bring up Parsons again, but if you go back to Jack Parsons and Aaron Hubbard and Aleister Crowley, they were mixing fucking science and magic all the time. That's what what, that's what just Parsons was doing. So why why separate if things this is when just you can use that, different elements to help each other? Yeah, if this is just something in the '60s that they're kind of like bringing up to whatever current day tech, and then psychedelic astronauts, man, God bless them. I don't even know they what that means it. still. I mean, I guess they didn't make it. Or maybe they did make it, right? It, it depends on what making it is. Yeah, I don't know. If they cross that threshold and all of a sudden they're there, or they're just, you know. If they're in the glory zone. Dead. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Did, did they get to ride the magic whale? That's the real question. <sighs> I don't know, man. They may have just fucking had a horrible heart attack on top of a fucking mountain, and that was it. It could have been Probably. literally like yeah. a smuggler coming down with a flashlight, and they fucking got so scared because it was Could have been, yeah, they're like, oh, no, and then bam, that's it. Oh, ground well, display? You know <laughs> no, the ground display. Hey, you know, that happens sometimes when you are trying to uh, talk to the aliens or reach the devil. So there you have it. Indeed. Thank you for joining us for the Kryptonaut Podcast. Um, where do we go from here? Oh, Patreon. Patreon.com slash Kryptonaut Podcast. Check that out. Thank you all for your Patreon donations. It means a lot to us. 
Uh, Instagrams, Twitters, and Facebook. Be sure to check out our Facebook group. Uh, you know what? And the when you guys listen, and when you guys listening to this, go and post your ideas in the group about this episode specifically. Uh, post up some links, whatever you got. If anyone's got any cool YouTube videos or whatever, put them up. Let's you know oh, what you guys got to say about this. Different theories. This is just it's so wide yeah, open. Totally. Uh, and again, Insta's, Twitters, and Facebooks. Uh, I think that's gonna do it. And from our home to yours. We're talking oh to you God. soon. Wow. With you love like and life. With love no, and light. Yeah. And light. <laughs> love, life, and light. Right? No, there was no light. There was no three. No, there was no only light. two of them. Just two. Love the life you choose. Choose live. life that you live. Live the life you choose. Dude, you literally say it all the time. Choose love, don't you choose remember? life. No, yeah, what was I it? Don't choose love, anything choose ever. life. I think that's what it was. <laughs> Something like that. Just, it's, it definitely sounded like a George Michael song. It sounds like something that my wife would. <laughs> it sounds like something that my wife would have like in a sign like in our fucking kitchen, like yeah, laugh, like love or whatever. Yeah, from like twine. Some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so this anyway. is our kitchen. Doodly do, choose love, yeah, doodly yeah, life, gather or whatever. She has, she has one that says gather. Yeah, I'm just like, don't fucking tell me what to do. We'll be talking to you soon. Wow, <laughs> gay gather. Don't gather. tell me to gather yeah. again. <laughs> I protect my family with my. I will ungather. Rebel ways. Uh, Scatter. Scatter. <laughs> 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 All right, we all gotta go cough. We'll see you. See you.